Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive of rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Breakfast on SEN. Five sleeps and counting until the start of the 2024 Australian Open. There's all sorts of stuff happening on the court and off. It's Nasi Kokonakis going down in his home tournament last night. And over here in Melbourne, practice is prioritised over actual tennis as the rain wreaked havoc. Brett Phillips all over it, of course. BP, welcome to you. Uh, good morning, gents. Here, yeah, stark contrast. Uh, beautiful right. day. No interruptions coming up today. And what about Tanasi last night going down in Adelaide? Not not the result he would have wanted last night, BP. No, he's had two losses, Sam, to start the year. Brisbane last week, and now uh, Adelaide. And yeah, I think the you know the, the jury's out on Tanasi and his progress. Twenty-seven, yet to crack the top fifty. We know his talent. We've talked about it at nauseum. So. You know, it's a long year, and obviously, you're not. Uh, you know, it's not all about just losing two matches right at the start. This season uh, is uh, so long, and and um, you've got to be durable. You've got to set a smart schedule. You've got to keep your body in really, really good nick uh, to withstand the the physicality rigors of the sport. Um, but you know, really, he should be top fifty, and that's got to be the aspiration. Uh, but look, he sort of gets himself into these winning positions. I mean, he started so well. He, a lot of his matches go to three sets. They turn into, mm. you know, real titanic struggles. So he's got to find a way to win uh, easier. Um, and we'll just see how the year pans out. But he could just sort of sit in no man's land between 50 and 100, which a lot of players can do and make a pretty good living, Sam. But mm. let's hope the aspirations are a lot higher. Mm. BP, from time to time, we speak about rules in sport. I'm interested in your take on... I guess the adjustment between the interaction between players and their coaches now and what that has done to the game. What Once a, a strict no-no, now I, I still don't think they're allowed to receive instructions, but they, it can be more conversational. Has it improved the spectacle? Has it done anything from your, uh, your viewpoint? I, I love it. Um, and I, I think uh, it's great that you know, the player can actually have some sort of interaction with their coach during the match. So they can have conversations they can actually have it during uh, while a game is in uh, progress. So while the player, as long as, as long as the coach is at that, at that same end as where the player is, they can, you know, if it's 30 all, there can be some words from the coach and the words from the player back, as long as it doesn't interrupt the flow of play. And look, this was sort of this was happening uh, all the time, uh, where mm. coaches were pushing the boundaries with signals or, you know, little words, and often that was in other languages where the chair umpire couldn't totally understand. Now it's just been rubber stamped and. You know, coaching is part of sport, isn't it? I just think it makes sense. There's the old-fashioned view that you know, tennis is unique. You know, you fight your own battle and you, you problem-solve yourself. And effectively, you still got to do that. Um, but why, why shouldn't the coaches, such a big part of the fabric, be able to have some impact while the game's in progress? Yeah. I think it's been great for the sport. So all that considered, you, you'd be crazy not to have a, a coach. We've spoken a lot about 
Nick Kyrgios and, and put him to the side for, for a moment. It'd be crazy not to have a really tactically minded coach who can assess things in real time and remove yourself from the on court. Like the player is in the moment to have a, a highly engaged strategic coach that can make adjustments mid game would be worth its weight in gold. Would it not? No, no doubt. Yeah, absolutely. And this is what, you know, th- these guys are seeing it from a slightly different lens. They're on a different angle. They've got the big picture of the court you know, the players in their zone of playing and, you know, it might just be something so subtle just to change, mm. um, you know, the flow of the game or, you know, the, the way the game's looking strategically that the player in the heat of battle just can't see for their own, from their own eyes. So, yeah, I just think, the, you know, the coach should be able to have some impact while the game's happening. BP, uh, scheduling and its complexity is never far from the conversation when it comes to any Grand Slam, but particularly the uh, Australian Open. But yesterday, so not a, not a single ball hitting qualifying, I don't think. And they, they couldn't get indoors because uh, some of the top seeds are in there practicing. Uh, the Demon, Naomi Osaka, and no doubt many more. Is that is that the right thing to do? And, and I guess they always knew they were going to get back on today. <laughs> yeah, well, they always allow... They, they know that they've got Friday as yeah. an option to play as well. And they would have seen the forecast looks pretty good. And... Look, when you're in quality, Sam, you've got to earn your stripes. Mm. I mean, in, at, at Wimbledon, you don't even get on to, on the site itself until you get your accreditation. You're in the main draw. You're 5Ks down the road at Roehampton. You know, the French is on site. And it's across the road. So, yeah, until you've earned your stripes, you're out on court 15, 16, 17, <laughs> trying to qualify. So uh, that's, that's the way it rolls. And obviously, all the best players are pretty much here the week leading in. They're not playing uh, lead-up events, so they need to be able to practice as mm. well. And just quickly, before we let you go, Craig Tiley, tournament director, long-time tournament director, of course. He caught up with Rafa Nadal last night to, I don't know, did he go cap in hand to say, please come back? One more? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, he just pleaded with Rafa, come on, one more one more AO on court. And, and at worst, uh, he'll, he'll come back. I mean, obviously, TA have a great... Uh, partnership with Nadal's Academy. We have the Rafael Nadal tour here for the juniors and a lot of our juniors get to go to Mallorca to his academy and he's got a close affinity here with TA and and the tournament and tennis in Australia in in general. So whether we see him on court, we'll definitely see him back here in some sort of farewell capacity. But yeah, he's obviously pushing to say, come on, fit and healthy. Yeah. Give us one more AO. BP, we'll do it again soon, mate. Appreciate your time this morning. Thank you, guys. There's Brett Phillips there, all things tennis in the countdown to the Australian Open. I've got just enough time, maybe just to get to Wayne in, in Aubrey. I've been waiting on the line. Wayne, I wanted to try and squeeze you in. Good morning. Wayne Oh, good morning. How are you, gents? Uh, happy New Year to you. And to you, you Wayne. Too, Fire when ready. Hey, uh, you're talking about press conferences. I just, I've absolutely loved the way Ian's Foster Coglu has just, he's just cooked the, uh, the British press because, you know, they're, They've been bullies all their life, and then all of a sudden, Ange comes along, and they just ask questions, and he just goes bang right between the eyes. They don't know how to handle the truth. Like the other day, what about the one earlier in this week when uh, one of the silly reporters in the press says, oh, so, Ange, could you see yourself holding trophies? Or can you picture, you know, yourself holding trophies? He said, no, mate, I've got plenty of photos of that. I've got heaps of pictures of that. I don't need to picture it. (laughs) Good on you, Wayne. Spot on. He had a crack at one of them. Don't question my integrity the other day. When I say a player's injured, he is injured. Right. They said, oh, is he not playing because he's being wooed by another club? And you've sat him out, as they do over there. And he looked him Robert. He goes, are you questioning my integrity, mate? If I tell you he's injured, he's injured. It's okay. like, oh, boy. Because there's some coaches over the journey that played funny buggers with that oh, of course. Of stuff. Not Ange. Not Ange, straight down the line. Uh, as are you, Kane. Uh, you've been magnificent today. We're going to take our break, our final break. 
Julian Destoop will be in next. Looking forward to that. I had some good questions without notice for you, but we'll, I know. we'll hold them. We'll park them for tomorrow. Time has flown, yeah, hasn't it? it has. All right. Which is a good sign. We're back after this. A lot of support for Kane Corns.